What's going on guys? Welcome back to the Offside Report brought to you by the EPL Live app. A majority of teams have now played nine games and the table is starting to take shape. The winners are separating from the losers and that was reflected in this week's fixtures because we only had one game that ended in a draw and nine others uh, that ended in a win for one of the teams. But at the top of the table, Arsenal continue to lead the way after a statement win against the struggling Reds. Manchester City continue in cruise control with a 4-0 win over Southampton. Tottenham and Chelsea round out the top four as they both enjoyed victories. And Ronaldo, Cristiano, reaches goal number 700 in club football to help United over Everton. I'm Nicol Umino. As always, to help me dissect all of the action and preview what's to come is Mitch Paul and Al Jensen. Mitch, I'll start with you. You must be happy with United's win away at Goodison. And I don't think I've ever asked you this, but Cristiano Ronaldo stole the headlines. Is he the goat in your eyes? No, no, he's not. Really? No. Gee, you don't I, hear that often. I think Messi is, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, I, I, I obviously can't knock Ronaldo and he's the ultimate uh, professional in terms of the way he treats his body and clearly there's not an ounce of fat on that bloke yep. uh, and the way he goes about things are phenomenal <laughs> but true. <laughs> I think for me Messi for what he can do yeah. it's just more phenomenal and whether you say well that's more natural ability and, and it possibly could be but I just think he's phenomenal mm-hmm. and to do what he does and you know he's not that Ronaldo is that goal scorer whereas Messi can set it up he can assist he can be you know, I still think he could drop in and become a 10 Mm. And completely and still dominate the game, whereas I don't think Ronaldo can go much further than the wing or, or striker these days. Whereas I think Messi could still do a job in a few other positions on the field. Fair enough, I agree with you. Well, like centre half, like Mar- Martinez. Well, they're the same height, aren't they? Are? Five foot three. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think he can tackle either, uh, Messi. Uh, but he doesn't need to at that player. But I, you know, were you talking about me? Is were you asking me about the goat? I'll ask you. Yeah. Why not? Maradona. Maradona. Yeah. Topping both. Uh, Messi Definitely. and why is that the like World Cup? It. World Cup, what he did in Napoli, you know, yeah. he made a, an average team, a bang average team, into one of the best teams in the world, and it was all all down to him. Um, I mean, so did Luis Suarez, but that's another topic. Well, so if um <laughs> if if Messi wins the World Cup this year, yeah, in a couple of months, would he overtake Maradona for you? Uh, you are. Let's see. Yeah, ask, yeah, ask me that we question. Will we, will <laughs> <laughs> we will see. It's what's eluding him, and that's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah. But onto the weekend. Uh, the weekend just passed, and Al, your boys, they enjoyed a very good victory. Um, adversity, sh- adversity stricken, yeah. it must be said for, for Spurs. Um, their fitness coach, Gian Piero. Ventrone, um, he passed away during the week, unexpected, un- unexpectedly to leukemia. Um, so, I mean, given the news and, um, yeah, I guess the disrupted preparation for Tottenham, it's a pretty good result for them to go away to Brighton, who were in form, and get the win. Yeah, it's a great, great result. I mean, yeah, it's some sad news. Uh, the prof, uh, they call him, mm-hmm. uh, 61 years old, uh, unfortunately. He passed away, uh, but they, they, the players did it for him. They mm. said they would come out and, and um, you know they walked around after the game yeah. with uh, with, his, with his shirt with his name on the back, um, and they did a minute silence. And it's all credit to the, the fans as well. Even the Brighton mm. fans all did a you know a minute uh, applause at the start. You know they're singing in that he's singing his name. You know, you know there's a lot of respect there for, yeah. for both teams and. 
to go there to get a win, you know, yeah. against Brighton. They haven't lost in the Premier League in seven months at home. Yeah. Um, you know, they were up there third versus fourth, as we said last week. Mm. It's a great result. Even though people still complaining about how the way Spurs play, how Conte puts his team out. He played 3 5 2. We're talking about, well, you probably didn't hear me last week because of mumbling. Uh, <laughs> but we were talking about last week, he's playing that formation. He played three in the middle. Basuma coming in. He was mm -hmm. a little bit shaky at the start, playing against his, you know, former side. Former side there. But but they, they got the, the job done. Mm -hmm. One goal, it's all you need really to get that three points. That's all you needed anyway. But um, yeah, yeah, great result. Very happy with it. And that's off the back of the draw against Frankfurt away as well, which is another, yeah. I thought was a great result. So yeah. all those Tottenham fans out there complaining, just yeah. shut up. <laughs> it's a first from you not to be complaining, to be honest. That's, I'm impressed. Really? Yeah, you normally always find something to complain about. No, never. Especially with Tottenham. It's just... I think we're pretty, I was pretty happy with their form. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with, you know, how they're going. If you compare that... Well, in the end, if you, as long as you score more than the other team, you're doing okay. That's it. That's the aim of the game, isn't it, really? I'm happy with draws as well. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, we've suffered too many of them. But uh, going back on Ventrone, um, was he, uh, uh, just correct me if I'm wrong, but was he who Conte brought in, brought in to Tottenham when he came to the club to get the team up to speed? I remember there was a lot of stories about putting the players through their paces in, in, in the early days of Conte. Was that all That's down to Ventrone? Exactly. All down to him, all the pre-season, yep. all, all their struggles, you know, all the... The struggles, the pain they're going through, but they loved it. Yeah. And all the, all, all the, he's all, he's very good at, kind of a bit like man management as well, mm -hmm. uh, with the, um, with the players. Yeah. My son was, was praising him the other day, uh, saying they they love those those you know, fitness drills that they they, they he, he put them through. Yeah. But yeah, Conte has been with him since Juventus. Has been you know. Yeah. It's uh it's yeah it's quite sad that this has happened, but um. Yeah. Absolutely, but a fitting way to send him off with a, a bigger away win, like you mentioned. So, um, yeah, top, uh, yeah, great win for great win for Spurs and sitting pretty in the top four. So, can't complain, mate. As as you were saying earlier, can't complain. Um, On to the elephant in the room. Why are you making? Mitch? Why do you look at me? Oh, because I reckon you've been giving me a smirk <laughs> since I started this podcast, but. Um, Look at him, he's <laughs> complaining about United one week and the next week. But yes, it, it, obviously the big game of the weekend was Arsenal and Liverpool and Arsenal got the chocolates in the end, 3-2. Um, a very topsy-turvy game. What? What's the way you laugh? Got the chocolates. Got the chocolates, got that's a bit of an Australian <laughs> term. Like to I've never heard it before. That's really? <laughs> well, there you go. And yeah, well, they, they, they did. They got the win and it was a very convincing win at that and probably not so much because of the result. Um, some will say Arsenal were lucky, but I think they showed a different <laughs> they showed a different side to themselves. And I'm not talking about the cheating, the dive. We'll get to that in a second. But um, I feel like this year, whenever Arsenal's um, oh, we're waiting for Arsenal to be challenged before they drop off the mark. Um, well, I mean, look, Al, Al said it himself. But, they yet to play a good team. So no, no, wait, they, wait, they were your exact your whoa, whoa, exact whoa. words. No, no, no. Were they yeah. yet to play a good team? <laughs> were, yes or no? They were your exact words. And I, as I said, no, no, wait, thank wait, goodness wait. you said it, not me, because I would have been murdered by Nick. You got away with it. Well, they they played United and lost against United. Well, so but you said we're a bad team. No, no, that's what you you said. No, no. no. Thank goodness they no, haven't no, no, played. Wait, a, wait, wait, wait till they play a good wait, team. Wait, wait, wait. Before, <laughs> no, no, hang on a second. Yet to play a good team away. 
like the good teams, I'm talking Man City away, Newcastle away, Tottenham away even, Chelsea away, mm-hmm. Brighton away. We're going to see... Still mentioned Liverpool away, happens. that's good, that's interesting. <laughs> Liverpool <laughs> away. Liverpool <laughs> away. Well, I mean, we're not yeah. a good team at the moment. I'm happy to put it out there. Yeah. Uh, we're out of form, but they were still challenged Arsenal and uh, credit to them, they still got the job done. They did. Albeit for a controversial penalty, um, Gabriel Jesus falling down in the box... This is interesting because we've discussed VAR before in the past, in the past never, few weeks. Never. We've never spoken about VAR. <laughs> There's never been any problems, any grey areas. No, not, not at all. But, I mean, what, what happened there, Al? Was it VAR or was it the ref? I think well, it was, no, it, it was it, Oliver. The, the issue was it didn't go to VAR. Well, well no, yeah, the, the VAR, VAR can probably oh, well, turn it down, right? Yeah, VAR yeah. can overstep. But, but they didn't tell him to go look at it no, at the monitor. Because it wasn't, the, in reality, and now we had this conversation yeah. this morning, one, there was contact in the box. Two, where's a clear and obvious error? If you, the second you do anything inside that box, you're putting yourself open to copping a penalty. Mm-hmm. If you go to ground in the box, you're in trouble. If you make a tackle in the box where you don't actually collect the ball, you're gone. You cannot make a challenge inside the box. And that's just, I'm not saying it's right or I'd, wrong. I'd, I'd argue that there wasn't even contact. Yeah, there was definitely I don't contact. I think there was any contact. He went down like oh, a He went down, sack he, he went down like way too easy. Don't get me wrong. It's crazy. But the second it's, you offer that up, yeah, the opportunity, right. a player's yeah, going to go down. That's and why they pay the penalty. That's, that's fine. So, like, Liverpool but, do the exact same. Every club in the exact same position would do the exact same thing. They do. They do. And they've got they've got to cut that out, really. Yeah, and it's up to the referees. Massive That's up to everybody to start doing it. But the reality is if one ref does it this weekend, we can guarantee the ref next week won't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, if you go down inside the box and there's contact, you're getting a penalty. And and that's what it is these days. That's fine. But, but that's that what is, the VAR is for, is to look over it again. Yeah, but then it's just not going to change. The I reality th- is the ga- way yeah. the game is now, if you go down inside the box and there is um, contact, and if you do not get the ball, you're going to get a penalty. Full stop. There's, that's, just, wow. that's, just what it, that's where the game is right now. And not saying next year it won't be different, because we all know the VAR and the way they ref things and the way they make decisions can change literally year on year and in big ways. Yep. And it probably will. But the way it is right now, that's always going to be a penalty. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see. You're right. 100%. But, I mean, it, you, you go down in the box. I, I don't think there was much contact. Oh, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying he's going to wake up gonna, and there's a scar on his ankle. But, but it looked like he'd... You know. Oh, it looked like he got murdered. Yeah. yeah. It looked like that Van Dyke tackle on that Everton bloke. But, but also, you've got Ian Wright coming out, Arsenal legend, saying that he's... Definitely not a penalty. I mean, just need a pair of eyes to know. Back in back in those days, it wasn't. And that, but that's no, but that's (laughs) a reality. No, but it is nowadays. You watch the exact same. It'll the exact same scenario will happen at some point during this season to another team. I'm not saying it wasn't harsh, but the reality is that's going to be given every week in this current in the as as the league stands right now. And that's yeah, you're right. That in this current situation where the league is at, it's going to be a penalty every day of the week and. I don't agree with it. It's soft. And we shouldn't, because all that says to right now, juniors coming through, just go down in the box. Mm-hmm. If you get the slightest touch, go down, you'll get a penalty. That's what it's encouraging at every level. Yeah. And every other team watches that and goes, cool, the second I get any contact in the box, I'll go down. And we'll see it. We'll see a, a tackle that's not quite close, but he feels like he should be, and he'll go down, mm-hmm. and he'll expect a penalty. And, yeah. you know, we'll probably see it as soon as this weekend. And we'll sit here and have the exact same conversation. But as you said, it's up to the refs to set it, to set it in now. But you what? What? So the referees start it from the next weekend. No, I'm and saying then, pay and then the everyone penalty. Because more times than not, it could actually be a penalty. I think that if there's enough contact, and then give the foul. But it's up to the VAR. To My question: If you see that outside the box, would he have? Would he have? You know, pointing for a free kick. 
Would he have blown his whistle and gone, that's a free kick? Depends, probably not. But you look at it, right? How many challenges that um, an attacker makes on a defender outside of the box and the defender gets the free kick? How often do you see an attacker make a, def a challenge on a defender and the defender gets the free kick inside the box? Rarely. You know, everything in, everything inside that box is treated so differently to anywhere on the field. It's and again, not saying it's right or wrong, but every foul inside the box is scrutinised. You know, you can get away with more of a defender. Sorry, an attacker can use his body a bit more inside the box, but then if he does it outside the box, it's a free yeah. kick. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a and it's it's ridiculous, but it hasn't changed. It's mm. always been the way. You can get away with things outside of the box that you can't get inside the box. It's not right or wrong. But I feel like it's always been that way. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. What about the handball? Because that, that was another incident in the game. Um, could have been a penalty to Liverpool earlier in the game. And he clearly struck Gabriel's hand who, and his arms stretched out. By the letter of the law, that is a penalty. Again, Didn't even go to VAR. Again, it's like inconsistency with mm. all of it. Yeah. Happens one week, the other week, it's a penalty. I mean, you know, we're comparing. Who was it the other day? What was that? That was one with Rashford not long ago. But that, I know that wasn't the major talking point. But yeah. Rashford did it. But it's, I think it's in the end, and what they're all claiming, oh, yeah, it's because it deflected off another body part. Mm -hmm. And I don't really look into that too much. It's like, you know, in the end, the arm was outstretched, but it was always outstretched. Nike moved it to control it. I'm not saying, again, not making it right or wrong. But it, it's unnatural, so to speak. But then we've seen penalties given because the arm's next to the body. Well, where else is it supposed to be? We've got players these yeah. days that can move so quickly. And to balance yourself, you've got to put your arms out. So all of a sudden it's your hand and it's unnatural, but you're balancing to hell. So you, mm. there's so many, this handball rule is ridiculous. And as you said, all you want is consistency with it, but we're not going to get it because the referees aren't robots and they don't all think the same. Mm. And there is a lot of gray area, like you mentioned. Um, uh, Jurgen Klopp, he conceded defeat on the title. Um, hard to really disagree with him after that game. Best mind games ever. Oh, come on. <laughs> I don't think there's any mind games to that. With where they're positioned on the ladder, they're 14 points off Arsenal on top, 13 points off Manchester City, albeit with a game in hand. But, um, so you've never made up a 13-point yeah, difference ever? Uh, they, yeah, last season. Okay, last all. season. But, you know, it's, no, no, it, it's, not, it's not so much the mathematics of it. It's, um, it's in the detail of the way Liverpool are playing. They're just so far off their best. Um, that, that's where the issue lies. And now injuries to Alexander-Arnold and, so that's, that's and to Luis Diaz. Uh, Diaz has been arguably Liverpool's best player and he's out till Boxing Day after the World Cup. So, um, yeah, it's two massive blows. Um, but, look, was there anything from that game? They, they came back um, twice to level oh. the scores. Was there anything to suggest that they can force themselves back into the picture like if, last season? If you guys actually were work things out that you'll be a competitive team mm -hmm. I just think to catch City and Arsenal at the moment is it's not an easy ask I just think you know you are missing that extra midfielder at the moment that creative midfielder defensively this weekend what do you do as you said Trent's out and as much as I think Trent's part of the issue as you said I think you know you suggested James Milner's gonna have to go back there well how's he gonna cope with you know Grealish Foden <laughs> yeah. going because they're a lot quicker than he is and that's, oh, yeah. that's the reality <laughs> and positional wise that's not his preferred position I think no. you actually sit back and defend a lot more than what Trent has yeah. done, and that could be to your benefit. But reality is, Van Dyke's gonna have to sit on Harland like nothing else. And who does that live at the moment? Is it Gomez? Uh, no, it's not even Gomez. It'll be, it'll be Matt Tip and Gomez. The right right back spot will be between Milner, Gomez, 
and the young Kelvin Ramsey who hasn't played yet. So you'll be possibly looking at shifting out and giving Van Dyke another centre-half partner in two weeks, which is, you know, there's no consistency for him either. So he's... You know, it's nice when you've got that centre-half partnership, and that's what a lot of teams oh, do. It'll today. be Matty. It'll be Matty. Yeah, but as long as it's consistent, because he's got to build a relationship again. And it seems like every week now he's got to change who he's playing with and how he plays yeah. to cover them and against a team like City at the moment. Oh, I don't think anyone's expecting a result against City. It's a great time. You never know, then. This could happen. Yeah, it's a great time <laughs> to put if, 10 if bucks put, on the report. If you put <laughs> 11 men behind the ball, maybe, but you've got Lewis Diaz out until after the World Cup, which is a blow for Portugal yeah. as well. Um Massive blow there. You've also got... Uh, sorry, he... Colombia. 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 Yeah. He's not Portuguese. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. So, yeah, you've it, got It's 11. a tough task. It's, yeah. It is. You're going to... The there. silver lining, I guess, if there was anything for Liverpool in that game, was uh, Nunes getting on the score sheet. Um, he's he injured as well, though, isn't he? No. <laughs> I heard no. he was injured. No, he scored against <laughs> Arsenal and he, was, he looked pretty good. Um, he, he gets himself in, in some good positions, so uh, it's all about building that confidence. So that's a little silver lining. But on Arsenal, I mean, we talk about him every week now. Are they the real deal? This was arguably their best win of the season. Um, have they shown enough that should have Manchester City worried? Well, I've got was the same, it a statement? They've got the blueprint of City and they may have stolen a few, or not stolen, but they may have got a few City players in there. So yeah. <laughs> there's no reason. But they just, I just, I think in the scheme of things, they're such a young team that, as I said last week, this is building blocks for them. The more wins they get now, don't get me wrong, the better. But yeah. towards the end of the season, when like they're a young team and we'll see pressure start to creep in and you know it might not be these bigger games because they seem to actually be in a good position and, and really good morale-wise that they can beat the teams around them. But towards the end of the year when all of a sudden a three-point game is actually six points because it could give you that gap. Mm-hmm. Well, City have been there. City have been coming from behind. They've led. They've, it's just another game to them. And I think that mentality of next up, next up, next up that City have will just... If, if Arsenal continue on this run, City will catch them just on the basis of they've been there, they've done it, they know what they're doing. And I'd be the exact mm-hmm. same if it was Liverpool. And you know what? If Liverpool start putting on the pressure and Arsenal all of a sudden are trying to keep off City and keep off up. I think that'll all just become too much mentally for a young team. Mm. Yeah. Well, I said it last week as well. If you get some injuries, oh. um, they don't have that, that squad depth, I think. They, they've been playing a few home games as well. Uh, so <laughs> let them see. I think they're, they're in with a chance. They're pretty much the same. They, uh, we've said before, they've got the same manager, Pep. And Arteta are the same same person, <laughs> same same same, same but different, same clothes sense, you know, fashion yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're looking good. Mm. They're dominating at the moment. They are. It's and, very sad to see. And Arteta did touch on something that was interesting that we should probably consider is the atmosphere at the Emirates. It's, it's changed completely. Well, I think of course it's, it has, mate. Well, it's yeah. they, they only sing when they're winning. <laughs> well, that's it. But when they are singing and when it's a happy vibe in there, um, I th- that, that will play a major part um, on the team as well and yep. in the dressing room. And um, the longer this r- streak goes on, um, the better it is for them, obviously, because they're getting the points. But, I mean, for the confidence aspect of it, can they challenge City? Um, obviously, on paper, I don't think they can, and I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as Al. I think they'll drop off at some point. can change very quickly with injuries, but if you get that momentum behind you and the confidence, then uh, I mean, we but, saw what Leicester could do. But look at this. All it takes is Liverpool taking some points off C. That'll give them so much confidence, Arsenal. 
Yeah. So much confidence. Like that's actually a draw would be the well, the outcome they're looking for right now. Yeah. Still yeah. early days. Exactly. Leeds, Leeds. You never know what, what Jekyll and Hyde Leeds team will come. You know, will, will turn up. Mm. Um, they are at home, so away game. All away, it takes away is game blues for, but all it takes Arsenal. is one Leeds player just to take the bullet for the rest of the league and just take out one of the players from Arsenal and it's game's on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mitch, Manchester United, mm. touched on it a bit earlier, got the win against Everton, thanks to uh, that man again, Cristiano Ronaldo, and he, he did steal all the headlines with his uh, milestone goal, but arguably it was Casemiro, I think, the man behind it all, pulling the strings, he, he did have... We had a, two assists. Two assists, two assists, yes, very good, he did have a part to play in conceding the first goal. I was going to say, he, did, he, he went missing for that, Bennett, you know. Yeah. It was early on, but he made up for it um, about 10 minutes later, setting up um, Anthony. And then, of course, Ronaldo laid on his old mate. So, Mitch, I'll ask you this. Is he the missing piece in the puzzle for Manchester United? So you mean the CDM that I've been crying for for the last two years? Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> no, look, he's certainly a big up on it. And the reality is, and he could have had a goal himself too, Mm. That run he made, that late run into the box was fantastic and, and very unlike what he normally does and, and offers and we didn't see that much at Real Madrid. But yeah. he's a, he's just an uh, experienced player that's been there and done that. The mistake, yeah, it's unlike him. Um, won't say it was the best pass back to him either. Mm. Um, we'll clear him of a bit of uh, fault on that one. But the reality is he shouldn't make those mistakes. He's a better player than that. But he certainly, the, the experience that he adds and the trust and the support around him and, and it's the ability that Eric can go up the pitch now. Yeah. You know, any midfielder that's in that midfield three now can actually go forward and not have to go, oh, shoot, I'm leaving. You know, I've got to cover the back. They can actually go forward with some confidence mm. and rely on the fact that if someone does, you know, uh, break fast on the counter-attack, Casemiro is smart enough to take a yellow card on the halfway yeah. line. It's not McTominay or Sorry. Fred. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. He's, whereas McTominay and Fred, they'll, they'll make a mistake. Although, you know what, that what should be a yellow card tackle, they'll somehow make it into a red card and we're down to 10. <laughs> He's just reliable and he's solid and he can get himself into the right areas. And is he the perfect long-term fix? No, but he's the person that probably United need right now to last three, two, three years, do his job, and then hopefully, you know, we pay four hundred million for Declan Rice in two years because you know that's what the world of football is going to be costing these yeah. days. And you know, I think we'll actually do half decent in the World Cup, and that's an extra forty mil on every player, isn't it, Al? Yeah, probably. Plus inflation on top of that, actually, so probably 60, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, Casemiro. He should have played the, the week before, a couple of weeks before, right? Well, yeah, that would have been that, appearances off the bench. That's I the think. thing, that experience. But then how do you change a winning side? Yeah. How do you, how do you drop a player? And, that, and you know what? I respect that. The reality is we weren't dropping games. We weren't playing badly. And he went, no, this is the team that's doing well. This is, this is who's going to play. And we saw the opposite of that at the start of the year. He played the team from last year and then went loss-loss. And he went... And this is why you're not starting. Put on who he wanted to against, I think it was against Liverpool, straight away. Mm. And it was an experienced team. People going, what are you doing? And we won. So how do you go back on that team? And that's the reality. He, he stuck by what works. Yeah. There was a fault, finally. And he reacted on the fault. And now Casemiro is going to be there till a mistake is made. Or, you know, oh. it might not be Casemiro that drops next. It could be, no, it could be whoever, so. you know, makes the error. And you know what? That's what a good team is. Mm. When you, you know, in the, they're not looking over their shoulder anymore. And I think that's what it has been in the past. And that's what you see at other clubs. Like, it's possible it is at Forest as well. They're looking over their shoulder going, well, I'm, if I make one error, I'm done. Well, this is, okay, as long as the team wins and I'm a part of that and I can just serve one or two jobs, I'm still there. Mm. 
It's, it makes a difference. The confidence-wise, it's a big difference. Absolutely. I, I think. Look at you smiling. No, I'm just smiling about. No, every kind of. Oh, I'm still not. Hang on, I'm still not convinced by by any means. Oh, Man City are clean far. United are still in this, as far as I'm concerned, a pill patch that will come crashing down at some point. I'm not keen you, on this you at put all. put your red shirt back on and put the blue No, it's not very much blue. <laughs> Hang on, well, talking about blue, I missed the memo. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it, it, look, in fairness, it was probably a game United would have dropped points in last season oh, if Casemiro sure. wasn't there. I think he played a massive part in that, in that result. Um, and I didn't know this, but credit to Everton, but prior to that game, they entered... Uh, the tie with the best defensive record in the Premier League um, heading into that game against Manchester United. So when they went 1-0 up, uh, that would have obviously put United up against the up against the wall. So, yeah, I think it's a massive, a massive um, kudos to, to Manchester United for getting all three points out of a tough fixture. But Everton as well, um, obviously we've, well, mostly me, I think I've been on uh, Frank Lampard's back the most, but... Um, he's done a good job with the Toffees. I think uh, that game against United was a bit of a reality check for him. Um, but, you know, I guess now the question is how how did Everton, you know, try try to make it a, just a reality, reality check and not so much, you know, make a habit of it because obviously they lacked a bit of, um, lacked a, bit of a punch up in the final third. Defence was a bit leaky. Um, they let their standards drop a bit. It's not a bad thing losing to United. I know they're at home and they expect to maybe get a, a point out of it. They've shored up the defence, as we said. Two centre-halves in there, there's a bit of experience. Mm. Um, so they'll probably just be looking to, again, just move on to the next game um, and do what you do, do what they're doing. It's, it's a tough ask it. to, to, to beat United, especially with the amount of money they spent. Yeah. On those players, Anthony, mm. phenomenal. Uh, Casemiro, we just spoke about. So, you know, they're a team on the up, and Everton are, are, are looking a lot better than they were well, last yeah. year. So. Well, that's it. When you compare it to where they were last year, this is a vastly different team, and, and that's the only reason. We're now all of a sudden we're forgetting what they did last year. We're going to the Everton of, you know, three or four seasons ago, where they were competitive against every team, and a draw was what they expected from home. And then when they went away, well, they lost one. That was okay. Yeah. You know, this this is a team that. That's a good result from where they were last year, mm. and I think you know fans have got to look at it that way. And as you said, it's not a United team that this isn't the United of last year where you could go, Meh. that's a, that's an issue. We're under trouble, and you know I said Frank was under pressure. Well, I don't think he's the most under pressure coach at the moment, and he no, shouldn't be. Not at all. Although having said that, Everton beat United last year, didn't they? No, but that's what I'm saying. That's, they, they, they did beat us yeah, last year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That was, that was it's that not Ronaldo, the same team. Yes, that was that Ronaldo uh, incident with the um, yes. That, Mobile phone, wasn't it? Yes. True. Very true. They only just oh, got yes. for recently. In the last few games yeah. of the season, yeah. Good Dude. point. Uh, but, yeah, definitely, as you said, different teams. It's, it's changed completely. That's, yeah. They don't have got the money. Not, you shouldn't be... Exp- yeah, no one should... It's, yeah, it's United's line where they need to be, but they should. no one should be able to go to United, Old Trafford, or you know, play United and go, this should be a win. Yeah. And that's what we're slowly maybe seeing glimpses of now. Yeah. Look, speaking of coaches <laughs> under pressure... Uh, You're going to take this back to Klopp again and back to Liverpool, I swear. Jurgen Klopp, no, I'm joking. <laughs> Brendan Rodgers, he has to be in the hot seat after this result against Bournemouth. Um, funny little stat, Bournemouth are above Liverpool on the table, by the way. Um, if you want that little Liverpool reference, there it is, uh, despite that 9-0 defeat. But how long can Leicester keep performing like this? I know, like... 
they've actually had a, quite a tough start to the season in terms of um, mm. top six teams they've played. I think they've already played five of them. Um, but you can't use that excuse now after losing to Bournemouth. Um, even though it was away from home, they've, they've started the season with five away Premier League defeats and they've conceded 19 goals. So uh, these numbers, um, they're pretty damning for Leicester and for Brendan Rodgers. How long can it go on for? Can't be much longer, but I, I still don't think he's in the hottest seat in the Premier League, just purely because, and as much as I mentioned it the other week and I said, oh, you know, Sean Dyche, it's, it's still like, it's, an, it's a Leicester team that they want to see football being played or at least some counter-attacking and I just don't know who they think they're going to be able to bring in. And, it, and in the end, it's like, which coach is going to want to jump on what seems to be a sinking ship? Where players, the better players want to get out and the ones that are happy to sit there and take it, maybe not what you want anymore. Mm. Like, you know, I can't see Jamie Vardy going anywhere, but mm. is he the player you want anymore? I, I don't think he is. You know, Daka scored in the first 10 minutes and you went, okay, this, this is good. We're going to see the Leicester of, you know, we're going to maybe see a revival here. And that's just not how it unfolded. It's it's just not ideal. And whatever's happening over there, whether it's a training game, maybe it is a fresh start. Maybe that's what the players are wanting. And this is their way of showing it. And, you know, that classic thing of they'll sack the manager and next week, well, next week they'll win 3 0. And everyone will forget that Leicester were this team. But, you know, we also Bournemouth weren't going to be, you know, a team to watch. Mm. Well, they've just beaten Leicester, who we all assume would be a mid-table, sort of mid, or mid-to-low-table team. Yeah. It's, it's not looking great. It's a tough one with Rodgers, because he'll, he'll probably have to get, a, you know, he'll get some sort of um, payment if he gets, if he gets fired yeah. as well. And maybe we they, 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 they probably can't do. I don't think they can. <laughs> we know they're in financial still, trouble. Yeah. 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 I'm interested to know, Mitch, who, who's the manager in, in the hot seat at the moment if it's not Brendan Rodgers? I reckon it's the man that you love and adore. And the only reason he's still within a job is because of his name. Jurgen Klopp. Oh, no, sorry. Steve Bruce. Your second love. Your second love. Stephen Gerrard. Stephen Gerrard. Oh, sorry. Stephen Gerrard. I was going to say. Well, where, where are Villa sitting? Oh, what? He's going to go, do you reckon? Oh, I, I honestly think, so. think he could be. Well, I'm sorry. If he wasn't who he is, yeah. I don't think he'd have a job. Yeah. What have Villa done that's been impressive? Mm. Seriously. They, they haven't. Nottingham Forest this morning. Yeah. That should yeah, be. It's a, it's a point away from home. But they're not sitting against bottom of the forest. table. Yeah, against Forest. Who a team yeah, that everyone's just been smacking. And yeah, like I've, yeah. I'm the first one to say Forest, they've got to click at some point. I didn't expect it to come against Villa. And yeah. I don't think a point, you know, I think that says a lot about where they are. And this is a team that he went and got Coutinho. He went and got all these players that he wanted. Yeah. And it worked in that little berth, in that little period towards the back end of last year. And what, he's had a full off season with them. And have they, I don't think they've gone forward. But again, it's, it's, a fair it's, point. it's a project, right? You've got to build that project. You'd have to build You've a project, but he had a full off-season. You've got to give him time to, just to do it. Right? Rogers, how long? How long? But that's the thing how with, long do you need? That's, that's what all these owners do. They just don't... They look at something and go, they want a quick fix. Villa isn't, Villa isn't a team to for a, for a quick fix there. I mean, mm. who'd you bring in? Oh, again. Steve Bruce. He's just been sacked <laughs> but by... You've got, you got a Scott Parker <laughs> that can play football. That got wrongfully sacked. Well, I was going to say, actually, going back to the Bournemouth-Leicester game, look at Barker. I mean, they're sitting above Liverpool, as you said. Yeah. Three wins, three draws, I think it is. Yeah. They're doing all right, aren't they? Yeah. So it must Parker must have been the, the, the bad egg. Oh, and that and they also had City, Arsenal, Liverpool, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So Parker coming out before saying, oh, yeah, we haven't got any players. We, yeah, I feel yeah, like he really just wanted no a payout, didn't he? It he really just did, looks like he wanted the payout to get out. Yeah, didn't like it. Yeah. But he did manage a win in the 
the first week of the season. I think it was against Villa. It did. Was it against yeah. Villa? Yeah. So. Well, that just helps my case. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, in fairness, uh, yeah, Gerard. I think if results persist, then he's. I reckon he's got to be, be seriously but... looked at, but I do honestly think his name is what's yeah. really keeping him there because Villa a Villa team, even though he's not a, he wasn't a Villa legend, he wasn't. He's still an English footballing legend. Yeah. And you know whether that pays any part, it shouldn't. But they're sitting there going, we might lose X, Y, Z if we can't fulfil those roles, if we can't mm. fulfil these shoes with somebody. Mm. And reality is, is who's going to be attracted to that role at Villa right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, another team struggling, but we were singing their praises over the last couple of weeks was Brentford. But their defence has just capitulated completely over the last few weeks and they've lost uh, on the weekend as well to Newcastle 5-1 um, and to their own admission, um, their their own manager came out and said that four of the goals were uh, were on them. And yeah. oh, I mean, it's true if you watch the highlights, it's pretty obvious to see. One of them was an own goal. I think the other three were just passed straight to Newcastle players. So um, it, it, it was a disaster to watch Newcastle credits, and then they punished them. Um, we'll start with we'll start with Brentford. Do you reckon their leaky defence could be a concern, and could they actually be a a relegation candidate. Um, I think their home form should keep them up. I think they'll be all right, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think anyone going to St James's Park is going to have a, a tough time. Mm. Um, that crowd behind them, talking about home advantage. But I no. mean, look, Brentford, they, they have struggled, in fairness. Also, I don't think they're the same team as last season. No, but it's a team that's always caught teams on the counter and that can score goals. And, you know, I, th- I don't think they've relied on defensively keeping you out. They've relied on the fact that Tony's going to score one or two. Yep. But last year, they also had Ericsson assisting and, and stabilising things in the midfield. They don't have that this year. Yeah. And and he will, unlike, you know, I was the big person on saying, I just wish he'd stay at Brentford and just be that revival story and it'd be a great, you know, footballing story. The fact that Brentford gave him the chance and he's repaid it by staying. And I think that'd be key in Brentford staying where they were at that level. I don't think they'll drop. But it's not going to be the easiest of staying up if they yeah. can't get defensively yeah. right because they can't rely on Tony just scoring week in, week out. Yeah. Because if he was scoring week in, week out, you'd have other clubs mm. really after him chasing him a lot harder than they are right now. Yeah. And obviously so, his goal came from the, from the penalty spot yeah. this week. So Which he is so cool at the penalty spot. He is. He's, oh, he's one so of the casual. best. And that's probably why England will take him to the World Cup. Penalty shootouts have... Um, I mean, you would know about penalty shootouts with England, Al... <laughs> Why, why not bring Ivan Tony with you? Yeah, it's what we're... Yeah, true. When, you're, when you're nil all in your fourth group take game. Anyway. Take him in for his all-round play. Oh, yeah. He's got to be on... He's scoring goals, so... He, he... I mean, he's not going to play ahead of Harry Kane, is what of I meant, course. but we may as well take him for... Sub him on in the late stages of a semi-final, and who knows, but... Newcastle... <laughs> um, they, they have to be considered... Genuine top six contenders now. Yeah. They haven't lost many games this season. Uh, I know they've drawn a lot, but um, it just it seems to be clicking now. Um, I think they were when they spent ninety million quid last, I mean, last yes, January. And another yeah. x amount this this yeah. summer as well. I but think. they've spent they've spent well. Um, you you're a massive advocate for how they've spent their money. Obviously, I mean Isaac really hasn't had much of an opportunity. But Bruno, oh, pronouncing Quite names. Quite Guimarães, we'll pronounce it Gabriel Jesus, Jesus. trying to pronounce it at the start, but he's one for you. Guimarães, I think that's how you pronounce it, I yeah, think. That's it. Um, but we'll stick with Bruno. 
uh, he he's become their, uh, I guess their engine in that team at the moment. Yeah. Everything they do comes from him on the off on the offense and defense. Um, he's just yeah, he's become an unbelievable player for them. Botman as well in defense. Um, yeah, it, it all just seems to be clicking together. They've got Pope in goals. Trippier has been unbelievable. Shah. Yeah, yeah, Fabian Shah. That's it. So, um, and then yeah, Isaac could still be anything when, when he gets a run of games. So, um, quite scary actually. Uh, and their rise up the table could happen sooner rather than later. It's, it's been quite indifferent though. They lost against Arsenal at St James's Park a few weeks ago, didn't mm. they? But they 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 have dropped a few points as well. Yeah. On the way, but I mean, again, it's it's their home form which will be, yeah, will be the one you know to keep it up. They're top six for sure. I say. Well, so all we've got to do, and then we speak about it almost week in week out now. As long as you beat the teams that you should, your Brighton's, yeah. your or not Brighton's these days, but you know, your bottom half of the table, you can afford to drop points against your top six teams, mm. and you can still be up there yeah. come the end of the season. And that's what we're seeing. You know, you can drop points against an Arsenal as long as you beat a Villa. You can drop points against a City as long as you beat, uh, yep. you know, Crystal Palace even. And yep. as long as they keep going like that, they'll be fine. And I think Eddie Howe, as, as you alluded to, the foundations he's built in that squad, they're not players with egos. Here we go. It's a he loves, he I love Eddie Howe. Because he's, he's done a proper job. He's got his he's new done a proper job. Yeah, I've got yeah. about three tops in the closet. <laughs> no, it's, um, it's fair enough. I, I think he's, yeah, he's done a remarkable job so far. Um, getting the results, he's, he's got the right players in, and like you said, um, almost a lock for top six, but of course one of those big six teams have to drop out. Right now you'd probably say Liverpool, but it's Would still going to be... I, no, I, it's probably I, I gonna, think he went to, but I think Liverpool will still be right. I think they'll, they'll still be in top four, to be honest with you. Really? Mm. Interesting. There's a betting market for that. Who do you, who, who, who do you think would drop man. out of the top six for Newcastle if they, if they were to make it? Well, as it stands right now, I think it has to be Liverpool. And, and I think a lot depends on what happens before the World Cup for Liverpool. Mm. If they continue to drop points, then I think it could be a really tough battle because they do, I mean, as we talk about, they have less players going to the World Cup. But that rest can sometimes almost be a bad thing as well because it does give players time to drop in and out of form and they've got to actually hit the ground running, whereas those players in the World Cup can go, can go both ways massively, but they haven't stopped. Mm. So they're in a consistent form. And yes, towards the end of the season, that could hurt them. But the reality is if, if those first four weeks back, let's say, those first four games back, they're all firing and they get, you know, those teams get, what is it, 12 points? Mm. And Liverpool are taking a bit of a second and they only get six or seven. Mm. It's a long, those five points when they're already 13 points adrift. Yeah. It is a long way back. But as you said, we are, what, nine weeks in with 29 games to go. Yeah. It's very hard to predict. But as, as it stands right now, you just have to look purely on what the table says and yeah. it's Liverpool. Yeah. Speaking of tables, I'm near the top of the FPL table, boys, um, as opposed to you guys who are lingering in the bottom half. Uh, we had, to give, we to, had to give Liverpool a win somewhere. This is where we chose to do it. <laughs> well, you know, I, I've, I've kept Liverpool players out of my team. To Smart my own. by you. Yes, yes. Benefited well from that. Um, but how are we all tracking? How, what's your plans ahead of um, game week 11? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in here. By the yeah. way, I, I moved from bo rock bottom 10 places now. Well, there you go. Right. And I'm, I'm sitting just above, I think it's a point above. Mitch, your boy over here. It's two points. It's two points. Two points. There you go. Al's in his there. first year of FPL, and you're in your what? 
Oh, not consistent. I only give up after the first week, but I, <laughs> I, I made the mistake. I made the, it all leads back to when I tried to outthink the room and bring Sterling in. And this week he started. I started him in my team and he didn't play. And it called, I got zero points because my bench player didn't play either. So I failed miserably. And I'm considering just effectively, if I can if I deleted my whole account and just start a new one, paid another $30 to re-enter the competition, I reckon I could catch up. Yeah, you probably could. Uh, it wouldn't be hard. Which that says that says how bad we're both going in the league. Wait, wait, wait! You're going to catch me with a brand new team. Five hundred points. <laughs> really think you're going to catch me? If I captain Halal between now and the end of the year, <laughs> I've captained Halal. From, you know, I reckon triple captain him this weekend. Yeah. Right. Okay. Triple captain. Mm. I'd probably jump on that as well, to be honest. Look at Nick just talking down his own team. No, so I, all waiting for next mate, week when I he have, can come in and just be like, oh, In guys. fairness, I have zero confidence, confidence at all. So that's why I'm keeping De Bruyne in my team this week. Keeping, obviously, Harlan staying in there. But, see, yeah. this is why I don't get it with FPL. I love it, but I feel guilty not putting any Tottenham players in there. When you've got Harry Kane, who's scored you know, 12 and 12... Not? No. I don't really want to put you three Arsenal awesome players, which I've probably got in there as well. <laughs> That's it. I, if I need a Manchester United player, I'm putting one in. If he's going to score me points, it's all that matters. Yeah, You've got to put your your allegiances aside. Again, like like some Tottenham fans, I'd rather I'd rather not have the... <laughs> you know, I'd rather have the Tottenham players in there. Like yeah. the Tottenham fans saying that they'd rather watch Spurs play really well than and come fifth or sixth than fourth. Which does not make sense to mm. me. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, look, uh, that's why I think FPL is for the football geeks yeah. and not the football purists like yourself. Very true. Yeah, he's, I mean, this guy bleeds white <laughs> and blue. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, no, that's fair enough, Al. I'm not surprised at all. But luckily, we've got some assistance here from our FPL partners, the FPL Addicts podcast. You can check them out. In the EPL Live app, we'll just search FPL Addicts across all social media platforms. But let's tune in to see what the FPL Rev has to say. Good morning, fantasy managers. Hope you're doing well. It's me, FPL Rev, from the FPL Addicts podcast. Sorry I can't be with you this morning. Uh, this week, we've been asked for a little bit of a hot tip. And um, my hot tip this week is about prepping for game week 13. Last week it was about prepping for game week 12 where we're selling our Arsenal and our Man City assets. This week, keep an eye on Bobby Firmino. Keep an eye on Darwin Nunes. We always thought that they wouldn't be playing in the same team just because they both kind of played the same position. But Klopp seems to be putting a system together, particularly in Europe, where these two players seem to be playing quite well together and they're cheap enough, they're not as expensive as Mo Salah and they can still do some serious damage. Good luck, fancy managers. There we have it, boys. So good luck for the week ahead. Um, there's plenty of informed players to pick from and speaking of inform, our player of the week this week, plenty to pick from. Who wants to kick us off? Oh, I've just seen your sheet, so I'd like either you or Alto, please. I was going to say, Mitch, you stuck. You haven't put anyone down on the sheet. Well, I haven't, but that's now that I've looked at the sheet, I am absolutely in shock. Okay, okay, I'll go. Do you want me to go Why first? Are you in shock? I'm in shock. Why? Well, there's two reasons. One starts with who Nick has given three points to because I actually have done the exact same. Oh, there you go. I knew you would because you're a Manchester City. Why supporter. is that a complete shock? Well, we never agree. 
<laughs> well, that, well that, that player was Cancelo. I've got him for three votes, and I assume Mitch does as well I do, now. I do. Two votes I've got uh, Bruno, Guimarães. And then Nick, this is where I say uh, ditto, and I do too. Oh, there you go. And one vote sacked. Do we want it? Oh, I thought it was 3 2 1. We could have said it together. Oh, okay. We have actually matched votes. Really? Yeah. I just oh, think those three and, and, I had a, and I had a conversation about Great it. Great minds think alike. Well, this is it. We do. We do. And I just, how can you ignore them? The performances of those three players was fantastic. And, yeah. you know, I think if Casemiro wasn't involved in a in a mistake and an error leading to a goal, he yeah. could have got some points. Um, I don't think Ronaldo did anything to warrant it. And I think if you're going to give it to a United player, it had to be Casemiro. Well, 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 he didn't do anything more. He scored his 700th goal and it was a winning goal. <laughs> you don't get it, it for was his, You don't goal. get it for history. Uh, that's why I've, I've actually given him a point for that. For history. 700 goals. The first player ever to score 700 At goals. At this rate, we've got to give Holland a vote, minimum one vote every week. Oh, he broke oh, a 60-minute yeah. goal drought on the weekend. A 60-minute goal drought. You know what? He's, yeah. he's dropping <laughs> his form, Haaland. He scored he three goals last week, two in the Champions League, and now one. So that many goes back to scoring three this weekend. No, he'll score zero at Anfield. <laughs> Actually, no. He'll, he'll score zero in the Champions League and then five at Anfield and he'll start again. Mate, don't worry. You know, you've got Milner marking him. <laughs> God help Ronaldo, us. Ronaldo, 700 goals, brilliant. One point. I'm going to give him that. Okay, fair Going enough. off the I bench, hasn't played for a while. Yep. Um, Gimo Reyes for uh, two points as well. Okay. Pretty yep. good. Yeah, Almiron as well played very well for mm. Trippier. Mm. Trippier is looking good for the World Cup. He is. Um, it's a tough week this week for the Player of the Week. There are lots of because you could put all the Tottenham players in there as well. <laughs> it's um, true, but I didn't. I actually went for an Arsenal player. Look at me. Are you feeling okay? Don't, Don't give me Saka. I gave Saka one vote because I was give you know Saka three points. Three points. It was key. It was key. The confidence to take the penalty off Odegaard I mean, and was take good. it, absolutely. I just... And that's a big, that's a big stage for him. Exactly, score. He can't score it when it matters. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Saka, three points, three points for the Gooners. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think I don't like going against you guys, but Bruno, Bruno had had a very good game. I think he was better than Saka. Like not not just the two goals, but. Just his all-round play, his passing. I think he was second for Newcastle and the passes made and he was just all over the pitch. But fair enough, Saka, you're going to back the Gooners in. You've lost your football purist um, title there. And well, no, I don't, I don't th- <laughs> I think, I think that's, uh, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, that's fair enough. He I'm, was pr- I'm proud of you, Al. He was I'm proud good. of you. He was Nick, and, Nick and Bad Murphy, I'm proud of you. I'm just salty, that's all. I'm salty Liverpool lost to Arsenal. Um, but we've got a chance this week to make it up, and that's my match week ten pre. Uh, sorry, match week eleven preview. Uh, Liverpool versus City. We've spoken about spoken about it a lot today. A lot is going to ride on Liverpool's replacements for Alexander Arnold and Diaz. I think it's just going to, yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting, but obviously mm. it's going to be dominated by Manchester City. It's whether Liverpool can hit them on the counter attack. Yeah. No, I think you're right, and it'll it'll be an interesting game. I don't. These games are never as clear cut as they should be. Yeah. Because there's one man that knows how to outthink a room and outthink himself, mm-hmm. and it's Pep. Yeah. And he could sit at this and overanalyze who's going to play where rather than just going, oh, yeah, I've got Alland. And yeah. he'll do something as long as De Bruyne finds him. And De Bruyne can, he'll oh. find a needle in a haystack and in the first go. So, there's, I just don't, I just think as long as he can remain calm and not try to outthink everything and let his players play, yeah. the game should, the results should take care of itself. 
Yeah. But he's famous for outthinking himself. Absolutely. In fairness, though, to Liverpool, I'm good at finding these little tidbits about Liverpool. It's a Liverpool thing you've spent all day, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They are the only team this season to beat Manchester City in the Community Shield. What was that, though? The Mickey Mouse Cup. It's still two fully strength teams. Well, that's yeah. And after that, and after that match, Darwin Nunes was going to be the best player in the Premier League, and Halal was going to struggle. So that oh, worked out. That's red, worked out. A accurate. red card had something to do with that. But what did he get a red card again for? Uh, I believe it was a headbutt. Oh, a very yes. soft one of that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what what games are you guys looking forward to? Uh, Man United versus Newcastle United. Oh, very good. You're supposed to pick a Tottenham game. <laughs> Well, Spurs have a good game as well. No, well, I wanted that. That's, that's, I just don't think that's going to be as clear cut. I think Newcastle are in a good, yeah. a good spot of form. I don't think, you know, United beating Everton was good, but it's only Everton in the end. They're not where they should be. Whereas this, if they play like they did against Newcastle, it could be a very different result. Mm-hmm. Uh, and United will be forced to run a lot more against this Everton, uh, sorry, Newcastle team because they'll look to move the ball a lot quicker and promote it forwards uh, with passes as opposed to just yep. we can hit a striker, our nine, on the chest. What's your prediction for it? Close, I think. I think to all. I think there's goals to be had. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to all. I just, I don't think United are polished enough just yet. Yeah, I'm probably leaning towards the draw as well. Al, well in that game, uh, I think United. Man U home advantage two one. Yeah. Yeah. Newcastle not so great on the way, uh, away from home. I think also. Also a fair point. Also Leeds uh, versus Arsenal. Arsenal playing it away for once. And this is this is gonna, you know, again work a lot towards the point if Arsenal don't get the chocolates. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Jesus will score six. Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> Boys, that wraps up this week's podcast. Plenty to look forward to this weekend, and I'm looking forward to uh, unwrapping it all again next week. Uh, with you both Um, but you can also for all those listening of course you can catch all the action on the APL Live app Uh, so enjoy the football and until then have a good week